Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Second hour of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Rogers Place, along with Brendan Escott. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Uh, you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line 7804960063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. Uh, we will tell you Japanese Village open to serve you at any one of their five Edmonton and area locations featuring Alberta's own Brant Lake Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. Tell Don and the staff that Oiters now sent you. And uh, we are going to head off to a River Cree Resort Casino hotline, the River Cree Resort Casino Excitement Bet on it. And we are joined by Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector, for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, presenting live standard bed racing Saturday at Century Mile Racetrack uh, and Casino. The post time is at 1.15 p.m. Mark Spector, how are you? Doing fairly well. Bobby, how are you doing? Uh, good, good. Um some good news and bad news on the COVID protocol uh, front. Um, and we'll start with the fact that uh, Kyler Yamamoto was pulled off right before practice. He was actually on the ice for a second, boom, pulled him off after one of the quick uh, tests came back. Uh, and so he has entered in the COVID protocol and will do more testing. But Dave Tippett also saying that Connor McDavid, Tyson Berry, and Derek Ryan. Uh, in theory, uh, could be available for Monday's game. In theory, Monday's game, because we know Ottawa's been cancelled, not cancelled, postponed for Saturday in Vancouver. But I think the league wants Ottawa to get those games in between Edmonton and Calgary, uh, so the Sens would play here on Monday. Mark, this whole situation with Omicron, it's it's affecting, and it's certainly affecting Canada, but it's it's put another uh, (laughs) wrench in everybody's plans, hasn't it? Yeah, we're back into a severely <clears throat> impinged season here. You know, for instance, uh, I, I know that uh, Winnipeg's down to, I think, 250 people for fans, which is basically nothing. So they canceled the game for postponed the Ottawa game there. I'm not sure where Vancouver is, Bob. Are they at 50% or are they less than that? I wonder whether or not they actually drop down. Okay. I think they're dropping down. My understanding is that the drop is expected. Uh, so they'll play the games in Alberta because we're still at, at least you can get 50% of the house in Edmonton and Calgary. So there are some revenues to be had, but frankly, they're, 
they don't want to play too many games where they lose money playing them, and and that's just the way it is. You know, any business owner out there, if we told you you got to open your business and lose money, you'd probably keep your door closed. So it's kind of what they're doing, and uh, we're going back down a path we've been down before, Bobby. Yeah, uh, and I, I wonder whether or not it's on un- Mark. I mean, are we going to end up in a scenario where it's unrealistic to think we're going to get an 82-game scheduling? Maybe yeah. we're only going to be able to finish 70 games. I mean, Vegas yeah. is at 37, Ottawa is at 28. Um, it's not an easy situation for everybody involved here right now, and no, so and it's another season where you're going to look, you know, you're going to say, "Gee, when we had those important games that we we didn't win, it's we didn't have these three guys because of COVID." And the other teams are going to say, "Well, you know, like who knew it was the the best way to go was the Calgary Flames way." Everybody gets sick; they just cancel your games, and then everybody comes back, and you got your whole team again. I mean, the Oilers are 18-14-2, which seems stunning after their 16-5 and start. Mark, uh, actually, Brendan, we'll ask Brendan, we'll bring Brendan Escott uh, in here, uh, and we'll ask Brendan this, this question as well. But, Brendan, if you can find Leon Dreisaitl's post-game comments against the Toronto uh, Maple Leafs, if I could actually text and talk at the same time, I, I would have been able to, to send you. But I know that we had that one all queued up from a couple days ago. Uh, but, Mark, you heard, you know, uh, one of those situations, and I know you wrote a piece and you received a fair amount of uh, pushback uh, from the fan base that wants to see a change made. Um but the end result is the Oilers went into Toronto. First of all, just give me, Mark, your overall assessment. How do you think the Oilers played against the Maple Leafs on Wednesday night? Well, you know what? The dry side of the quote is that you'll soon hear is really about him saying they haven't quit on their coach and they haven't quit in their goalies. They haven't quit on anything. And that's good that dry side says that, and that's expected that he would say that. But far more importantly for me, Bob, is to watch the team play. Because it lip like talk is cheap. And that Oilers team on on uh, whatever night that was uh, in Toronto Wednesday night, they absolutely gave it everything they had. I thought they played really hard. They grounded out. Everybody was blocking shots and making plays. And you know they give up two own goals and they lose a game. Um, but to me, that's great. Leon can say whatever Leon says after the game. Any player can say. No player is going to come out after the game and say, we quit our coach. We're going to learn that by watching them play. And we're also going to learn that this team clearly has not quit on their coach. That narrative, if it's still out there, anyone who watched that Toronto game should put it to bed. Uh, this team played as hard as any team can play, short-staffed in Toronto. And frankly, I thought they deserved a better fate. All right. This is Leon Dreisettle's quote after the game on Wednesday night in T.O. We're not quitting on anyone. We're not quitting on our coach. We're not quitting on ourselves as players, our team, our goalies, nobody. We're not quitting. Um, still lots, lots of season left, right? But it's frustrating. Um, eventually, you, you have to find a way to, to turn it around. And obviously, we're hurting right now with, with key players out. Um, that never helps, but every team's going through that. So, um, yeah, we just got to figure it out eventually. Mark, do you think the magic elixir would be a coaching change? Uh, no. I mean, I'll tell you this. I've watched enough hockey in my day. I've certainly seen enough coaching changes at Edmonton. You put a new coach in, you win some games, you get a bump. The new coach bump is real. Everyone gets it. But six, seven, eight games later, you're still going to have a team that doesn't have the goaltending, that doesn't have a third-line center, right, that needs uh, someone in the top six to help here. So no, it's not, to me it's a it's sure is it a very short term fix I guess, 
But long-term, even long-term meaning two months, no. I don't think it would make a difference. Brendan Escott's back at the 630 Chet Studios. He's monitoring the text line. Brendan, thanks for getting that quote for us. Uh, when you see the text line, what, what, what sort of response do you have from the fans in terms of where we're at with uh, the coaching? You know, I think that that's it's something that people seem to think is the quick fix here. And I imagine that it would be less so if Bruce Boudreaux hadn't sort of been behind the bench for what Vancouver's done, whether he's responsible for it or not, or to what degree. But uh, yeah, I would suggest that there's a large percentage of fans thinking that's the right way to go here. Yeah. Uh, and again, 955 for Thatcher Demko is a good goaltender. Spec. You know, some people say you're, you're, Bob, you're focused too much on goaltending. Um, to me, it starts there. There's other aspects of the team's game that has to improve. Louis DeBrus brought up some valid points yesterday about the Oilers uh, in front of both uh, goals. They they got to you know be more greasy offensively. They got to be more competitive defensively. Um, but it does it does start to go. It's it's interesting that Skinner's down on the minors and he's the guy that's got the highest save percentage. And I did like how Mike Smith got better during the course of the game against Toronto. Mark, the Oilers, when they were 16-5, and five, all three of their goaltenders were above 914. Koskinen was at 914 and had a 12-2 and two record. The Oilers with a 16-5 and five record. Uh, in the last 13 games, Koskinen 866, Smith 877, albeit coming back from an injury, and Skinner at 899, and he's 2-2. Two and two. Tells you, like, were they ever as good as 16-5, and five, and are they as bad as 2-9-2, and two, Mark? Yeah, no, they're somewhere in the middle, right? That's fair. Um, you know, they're not a 750 hockey team and they're not a 230 hockey team. <laughs> so, yeah, they're somewhere in the middle. But uh, that's, you know, those are just numbers that we can we can talk numbers. And that's great. But uh, you got to look at this team and decide how are you going to get better? What's it going to take? And there's certainly a, a mental, you know, there's no position on the team that affects your team mentally more than goaltending. And any, I mean, I, I honestly think that, I think they've got to find a way to keep. They got to do something where Miko Koskinen isn't in the nets much anymore for this team. I get it. He makes some saves for you later in games. You know, he's not usually at the guy who you blame at the end of the game. But I think he's run his course here. I think the early goals are just are just a mental like it's it's just pounding at home every time that goal goes in inside the five minute mark, which happens. To him, I think more than any goalie in the league, maybe Grubauer has let in more in saddle in the first five minutes. But that's just a, a bell that rings, and, and all you hear is, here we go again. You know, here we go again with this guy. Uh, I honestly think that, that a change where Mike Smith, if he can get his stay healthy, great. He can play, and they love having him. Uh, it's the Koskinen thing we've watched for too long, and I think in that dressing room, I think that they're absolutely finished with having a guy letting in a goal early again. It's, it's got to stop, Bob. It's got to stop. All right. Dave Tippett took some criticism from a from a percentage of the fan base. Uh, I, I actually cross-referenced some of the texters on it, and some of them in the past had complained, ironically enough, about Koskinen giving up bad goals. Uh, but uh, anyhow, he, did, he took some criticism from the fan base that Miko was called out uh, after the game against the Rangers. I think you and me both know how this works, Mark. There's probably been multiple conversations between Dave Tippett and Miko about being sharp early in the game and that sort of thing. Um, what say you on Tippett's response? 
um, on his response. Sorry, when he immediately after the game against the Rangers, and he oh, I see what he about... said about about cost. Listen, he's just a frustrated coach. Yep. Right. Uh, you know, I'll say this: it, it, as a head coach, to say that it doesn't help anything. It doesn't get you anywhere. You know, I mean, Dave Tippett did not make any progress with those comments, right? That doesn't in any way inspire or help your team. Um, So that, you know, that's, I guess as a head coach, that's probably a mistake. But I'm going to say to you that that here's a coach whose team hasn't had a, you know, what are they, 20 out of the last 24 that have scored against first? It's become a real mental problem with his team. And he's, they talk about it before games, and the coaches, you know, they, 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 they set out their lines. They're going to send out one after another to try to get a good start here. And everyone tries to have a good first shift and a good second shift. Let's get the first goal. And your goalie goes out and absolutely doesn't give you a chance. He takes a penalty 15 seconds in. He gives up a free goal five minutes in. The coach is frustrated. The players are frustrated, right? If the coach is popping off like that, what do you think the players are saying after the game when they go for a beer? Yeah, you know that's that brings me back to what I just said. What what happened with Tippett after that tells me what's going on with this whole team, and it's Miko's done here, boys. It's over, right? They got a bringing in a goalie is going to be as much addition and subtraction. Uh, it, they just can't keep going to war with a guy who lets the goal in into the first five minutes. Like it's it's done. We're finished with it. It's got to stop. Sportsnet's back for the horses and horse racing Alberta live racing Saturday one fifteen post time Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. Mark George Larocque uh, emphatically, uh, you know Bob Holland's uh, number one job to come in was to get a goalie. We know he chased Markstrom. We know the Oilers were in on Kemper. I mean, it's funny how it all works out. If Grubauer stays in Colorado, Darcy Kemper would have been with Edmonton. Um, and George is like, they got to go get Carey Price. So I'm going to provide a scenario to you, Spec. If the Canadians retained a significant portion of Price's salary, would you be willing to step up and go get Carey Price? No, I'm not a Carey Price uh, acquirer, my friend. Uh, I've Like every Canadian, I've got a ton of respect for everything he's ever done. But if I was a general manager of the National Hockey League, I would not go get uh, old goalies with huge term left that have injury problems and then put on top of that uh, the mental health aspect that Kerry's going through right now uh, in the in the NHLPA substance abuse program. Uh, there's just too many logs on that fire for me, Bob. I would not. I would not. What's your solution? Like What's that. your solution? Well, there's other goalies, and I, I, I there has to be a solution. I would take. I would work on Mark Andre Fleury uh, ahead of Carey um, uh, Price all day long. I, I just I think you just kick the can down the road. You've got an old goalie in Carey Price who's done a lot for sure, but uh, what's he going to do for you for the rest of this contract? Sure, the Habs are going to pay some of it, but you're still going to be stuck with a guy that's got knee issues, that's got mental health issues, that's 34 today, hasn't played all year, bad regular season numbers for at least the last two years. Uh, no, I don't want that player. I don't care if his name's Carey Price or Jacques Plante or Grant Fuhrer. I don't want that guy at this stage of his career. Uh, I think you have to go find the – got to find a goalie. I, you know what? I just bad radio. I was thinking that before I was studying up because I knew you'd ask me this, uh, I'd take Jake Allen all day long, right? I'd trade for Jake Allen all day long before i trade for Carey Price, Bob. And it's interesting. The majority of our listeners are going – like they, Elliot brought up Jake Allen, and that was met with a fair amount of pushback. Uh, and for the last five years, Allen's been between 903 to 907. Uh, Price the last two years in the playoffs, unbelievable. I, 
I, I spoke to a couple uh, agents in the league who represent a couple of the Maple Leaf players and said, hey, can you just simple question, you know, what would your clients tell you as to why the Leafs lost to Montreal last year in the playoffs? He goes, I already know that answer. They lost because of Carey Price. You know, the guy mm-hmm. delivered come playoff time. So, interesting nonetheless, Mark. Well, it's a it's, $10.5 million cap hit, right? Like, I, just don't know how you I said a significant retained amount. Well, of money. how much can they retain? The most they can retain is half, and they wouldn't do that. What are they going to retain? Three million bucks? You still got a seven point five million dollar goalie. Fair enough. That, that is a fair. That, per, that is a fair perspective no. to have, Mark. <laughs> right. I don't know who pays Jesse Pulleyarvi if you bring that player in. Yeah. Well, and that's that's an interesting one with Pulleyarvi because I think he's been a guy. I, I think he's a guy that has to be physically right, and then other parts of his game happen. And I wonder whether or not he's he like he's not been at you know that road trip. I mean, Ryan McLeod was really good on the road trip. Dry settle, I thought. I mean, logged a lot of minutes. Yep. I know some people didn't like his plus minus, and they want to. Whatever. The guy's playing on a team that's struggling, and he's playing. 26 minutes a night, taking every draw of the defensive zone. Don't talk to me about dry settles plus minus. He's playing his rear end off for this team right and, now. And well, it's funny. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, he got checked off the puck on the first goal. I'm like, oh my god, whatever. Well, the, the goaltender had a bad bounce come off the backboard and get kicked in Lynette. You know, like, you, you yeah, are going to get, no. you, you, you know, Kerfoot did a good job. He converged on Leon at the end of his shift, and the, and. Dreisaitl had this, the puck for like less than a second. It's not like he... Hey, the more the more you play uh, and the tougher guys you play against, he's playing the most and he's playing against the best opposition. He's going to make the most mistakes, people. Leon Dreisaitl is going to be on your highlight film when goals go in because he's out there against yeah. in every important situation right now. My goodness me. Like, if you're going to start to tell you Leon Dreisaitl's not giving you enough... <laughs> oh, I know. I, I had this conversation, Mark, a couple of years ago in the playoffs when the Oilers lost to Chicago, and I was talking to a guy that thought that, uh, you know what, dry settlement David had to be better. But uh, that was another time at another place. Yeah, place. that's a completely out of context comment that will go on with it. <laughs> I love you, man. Out of context. I love you. Hey, thanks All for right. joining us, Beck. <laughs> All right, Bobby. All right. <laughs> Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I, I couldn't resist. 122 at Edmonton. Back with some thoughts from Dave Tippett when we return on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. Yeah, he was an excited kid out there today, especially when Yamo got pulled and he went right to Dreisaitl's line. That was, uh, it was, uh, no, he's, he's been working hard. Like he's, I, I give him credit. He skates every day here with David Pelche, and he's finally getting to the point where I think he's close to um, 
being like today he was in practice but it was supposed to be non-contact for him but so he's getting close hopefully he gets up and get an opportunity whether it's down in Bakersfield or, or here and, and they got to talk to him about when he can get going I think he sees a doctor again on Monday and hopefully that's the last step he needs to get to get full clearance do, do, do you think he could start here? You kind of seem to think maybe he, he could. I, I would say it's more leaning. He hasn't played in a long time. I, mean, I think it's more leaning to go down and try to get some games in Bakersfield, especially with us you know, having very limited games here the next little while, it looks like. So he'll get up and going down there would be my guess on it, but I don't know that for sure yet. Dylan Holloway, 14th overall pick. Uh... 35 points last year, 23 games plus 10 with Wisconsin, about a 58% faceoff guy, but he suffered a wrist injury in the NCAA uh, playdowns, was not available, got shut down last year, skated with a lot of the Oilers players uh, in uh, early to mid-August and looked really good. Like there's a belief that this guy's going to be a player, but then required wrist surgery. And that's Dave Tippett talking about Holloway probably headed to Bakersfield to start now by middle of March. Could he be back up here? Maybe. Uh, might not be looking at playing, though, until February the 1st. The Oilers' penalty kill has struggled a bit of late as well. Here's Dave Tippett. I think there was a number of things early on. You know, we were losing, using a lot of different defensemen when our defensemen were hurt there between, especially Nurse and Keith and uh, CC are all out there, key cogs of it. But we just, uh, you know, the one the other night was... We partially win the draw, and the puck bounces out the wrong spot, and it goes in the net. So we, your, your penalty kill goes on strings like that. Sometimes, a you got to try to take as least amount of penalties as you can. Two, you got to try to give yourself the best chance to kill them by taking some of those mistakes out of them again. So it's uh, if there was one thing you just put your finger on, you would. But we just seem to be leaking one a game here lately. And the Oilers. Uh you know, uh, Mike Kelly from the NHL Network put out a, a video talking about Edmonton being eighth, basically, and expected goals for during the, the two eight and two stretch. This was prior to the Maple Leafs game. The Oilers were eighth in the league during that time, thirty first in the league in shooting percentage, and so their expected goals was almost a goal fewer per game. Today, Dave Tippett was asked whether or not the Oilers are busy enough around the offensive net. Well, we, we're spending enough time in there. I think on the, you know, the fancy stats, we have, we're the number one possession team in the league in the offensive zone with puck possession. Now, that being said, there's, I agree that there's more times that we can get people and pucks to the net more and, or have the opportunity to get pucks through to the net more with people there. And that's something we've been talking about. I think we've been better at it the last little while. You'd like to see that generate or turn into goals and possibly uh, penalties drawn. But we've got to have that mindset to continue to get there. But that being said, people can get there, but the puck's got to get there also. That is Oilers head coach Dave Tippin. All right, the Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Trent Brown was a big-time hitter with the then Edmonton Eskimos Football Club. Uh, wasn't He played corner for the Golden Bears, but he was a safety in the CFL. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Simply put, they're the best. The update from today, Kyler Yamamoto, uh, basically in the protocol, had a rapid test that came back positive. Uh, Dave Tippett also saying Connor McDavid, Tyson Berry, and Derek Ryan would all theoretically could be available for the game Monday against Ottawa. At 129 at Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update. And when we come back, 
Zach Hyman from the Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.